five wonderful speakers here this evening, guys, and they are all very knowledgeable and appreciated in what they do. They love and care for this country uh, intently. They put themselves on the line, their reputations, their personal and professional credibility, because there is no other way forward but the truth. Okay, and we have to fight an army of assholes all the time to make sure that truth comes out. And uh, I myself, as a, as a freedom fighter, uh, I don't, I, I can't hold a flame to the, the speakers who are going to be here tonight. They're far better at what they do than me. I love them for it because no one else is stepping up. There's not a lot of people who are willing to put themselves on the line like these folks have, like Kelvin and Hannah have, and Counterspin Media, Vinny Eastwood, many of us have. But thank you for coming because your bravery of just showing up gives us hope that our nation isn't so damn lost. And I, I stand here as a proud member of New Zealand in every such way. Part Māori, Chateaungati Rokawa, part Tongan, part Nguyen, and part English. I love every single one of my bloodlings. Every single one. And this government, this is a government that seeks to divide people into a box. And they do it by saying, oh, no, nah, no, nah, this is co-governance. This is a partnership. And if you don't agree with it, you are a racist. You are a white supremacist. That government is a labor supremacist. Their desire for power, and they use it by dividing Kiwis against Kiwis, New Zealanders against New Zealanders. And I want to note, because I have this discussion often with people, because sometimes we get talked about Jacinda, socialism, communism, all of those wordings come up. I respectfully don't think so. I think the society that we have currently is actually a fascist society. I'll qualify it. I'm not thinking about swastikas and long coats. What I'm thinking about is a very select relationships with very few private sector companies. Fletcher's, the duopoly of our food, all those, those very few relationships. Also with a fascist environment, there is a belief that the state is the father and that the, the state father will look after all of the people. This is where you get that socialism aspect, which we know it also removes free will from the occasion. It gets deeper because there is a sense that people will agree with the fascist government. There is no disagreement. They agree with whatever's happened. If you vote for Labour, therefore you agree with all of our actions. And that does fit in when you, when you talk or you listen to Jacinda when she's speaking there, and she seems nearly confused as to why people are protesting her while people are standing up. I'm, no big, I'm not a biggest fan of John Key, but he at least stepped forward, talked with protesters one-on-one, discussed with them. Jacinda, what does she do? Ran away from Mike Hoskins at, at ZB and also will choose not to engage with many at all. So these people on the posters, uh, there are thousands of them in New Zealand, thousands of people, uh, brothers, your brothers, your sisters, your children, your mothers, your grandparents. Um, it is Russian roulette. Uh, so this, this is my life. The introduction that I had is my old life. 
and I've actually been a holistic health practitioner for actually 38 years, so wherever that came from needs updating. But I, 13 months ago, um, having watched the rollout of the COVID jabs in other countries and having checked regularly the adverse event databases, one wet, rainy Sunday afternoon when I was at home, I decided that I had to start speaking and I opened, I set up, I just, I didn't give it that much thought I have to say and I just set up a group on Facebook and I thought right this is my place where I get to do what I do which is communication. I've had two careers, my, my parallel career is as a writer and a speaker and a health researcher and I was just bursting with what I knew about what was coming here and every time I turned any media platform on I was told this is the saviour of mankind and it's safe and effective. And I knew from the countries that were six month, months ahead of us that people I knew in my life would be dying or getting heart inflammation or getting faces that didn't work or breaking out into shingles or getting a blood clot or having a stroke. I knew it was coming here. So that wet Sunday afternoon, I put my little group up and I started writing. And within weeks, it just took off like a runaway freight train. So we were, we were um, banned from, we were just taken down overnight about four or five weeks ago now off Facebook. We had almost 60,000 members. That was in a 12 month period where... Most of our members were Kiwis. We had about 5,000 from other corners of the world. Come join me on MeWe and, and or Telegram. So same content in both groups, uh, both free speech platforms. We still behave ourselves. We still have group rules and great values, but I don't need to worry about the groups being taken down while I'm asleep. So MeWe and Health Forum, come and join us. Thank you. It's good to talk about positive things. It's really easy to get sucked into the negative, right? Yeah. Just kind of stay there and wallow there. Everyone's going to be romantically sort of miserable, but no. I don't want to do that. We've done this for long enough. I came here in 1989 as a nine-year-old boy from northern Nevada. And the one thing I liked about this country when I first got here is that it was a crucible, a melting pot of so many cultures that in, in rural Nevada I didn't have access to. Yeah. I liked it. It was cool. It's only suddenly become a problem in the last five or six years that we can't be happy with our diversity unless it's unless one faction over here is suppressed or another faction over here is lifted up. It's not about you know your personal effort. Apparently, everyone wants everything for free, and they want someone else to pay for it. Man, I'd like that too. But I can say is that positivity from Linda about what we will change is infectious because people want answers. People don't, can't get answers from the government. Every time we ask a simple question, we get nonsense in return. So if we cannot rely on this government to provide us the very basic things that allow us as a nation to step forward one step at a time, we have to sidestep them. And that's okay. And if we had to put a barge in, shove them out of the way, do it. Jonah Lomu was good at fending off people when he was running down the field, and we will too. But we have to, we have to outwit our enemies with the truth. And Linda has done that. Many of us do, and it is hard. I mean, I've been, I've been trespassed now from Otago University. I've never even been to Dunedin. Um, I, 
I've been trespassed from Auckland University, and it was because I went and asked Sean Hendy why there was Communist Party of China involvement at Te Punaha Maratini. Two days later, I get trespass notice delivered in person by the police at my house. And then two days after that, Sean Hendy resigned. So there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things going on, and we just have to be positive about it. So I like taunting the, main, uh, the swamp, the media, the academia, the NGOs, I love taunting them. Because on a long enough timeline, they're screwed. They've got nowhere to go. They, there are no more rabbits in the hat. Um, Ashley Bloomfield's already sidestepped the podium. And so the end is nigh for them. And so smiling at them and telling them, man, it must be so exhausting holding up that lie every day. How are you doing it? You're looking great. You know, I just really sassed them. Because at the end of it, if I'm gonna have to live this existence, I'm gonna have some fun doing it, okay? Um, and if people wanna be miserable, that's, that's their choice. I don't want that. I wanna live a life that exudes happiness, opportunity, prosperity, and privacy. Okay? I, I don't have time for, I don't have time for the world we've become. New Zealand has become something that I never dreamed it could happen. Let me say that I do not identify as a conspiracy theorist. I identify as the bitch who was right. Rights are the fail-safe mechanism in the case that majorities act insanely. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. They are the no-go zones. Yeah. No matter how insanely you want to act, you can't go there. The right is the barrier. Yeah. And so it's the fail-safe mechanism. So you need a very, very strong rights culture. Now, New Zealand's always been told, oh, we have a very strong rights culture. We have the New Zealand Bill of Rights. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is laughable at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I was even flagging this in 2016 when it wasn't an issue. The insistence that your fundamental rights be respected, respected is not a selfish act. Yeah. Period. Yeah. On the contrary, anyone who would ask you or insist that you give up your fundamental rights they're the selfish motherfuckers. Yeah. And so, Grandma, you have a problem with your daughter or your grandson being unvaccinated? Yeah, you deal with that. You deal with it on your own. Don't you dare ask anyone to give up their fundamental rights. So that's number one, an attitudinal shift. Insistence that fundamental rights be respected is never an act of selfishness yeah. and can never be. Secondly, any Bill of Rights instrument needs to be higher law. Not a garden variety statute that can be revoked by parliament by a majority vote, which is the current New Zealand system. It needs to be higher law, meaning it is enacted by the citizenry by a supermajority vote, could be two-thirds, I prefer three-fourths, and it can only be changed or revoked by a supermajority of the citizenry. So basically, Parliament hands off the Bill of Rights. You don't have anything really to say about it. So when COVID came, we had this terrible virus. My dear lady here made, made an appointment with the doctor and they told me how important it was for me to be vaccinated. 
you're also an S medic and I was concerned. He was an S medic and I was concerned like everybody else's. It was a respiratory disease and I didn't want him taking more time off work in all honesty. <laughs> so off I went, I got my vaccinations. The first six weeks of COVID, I ended up with major, major shingles um, and ended up bedridden. From there, I was sleeping so much um, because your spleen is your immune system, so it's your white, red blood cells, all that. So I had a first-hand experience of vaccine injury. The six weeks that I had off, I started looking into the, down the rabbit hole, down the you know, telegram channels and things. So I started making myself aware of what, what, was, what was really coming on. So it was just a, a no-brainer for me. In fact, so much so that when uh, all this nonsense started, I went around and shoulder tapped my staff and said, please don't take the poison. I can give you information on this. You don't need to, you don't need to do that to work out. Here's a little fact I got from a dear friend of mine who's a funeral director. And a wee while back I said to him in a group meeting I was having, tell me, are you having any results? Are you having any results or anything you can tell us about you know, uh, COVID and the way things are going on the, on the funeral uh, stuff? And he said, yeah. He said, of the past 12 people I had last week that died, 11 of them had just been jabbed between one and 10 days. Yeah. And I said, what? And, and then I said, how many funeral directors are there in New Zealand? He said, 800, but only 200 companies. I said, okay, some people are more funeral directors in one, one shop. And I said, so your statistics then, would they be common across the board? He said, yeah, pretty much. I said, that's between one and 2,000 people a week are dying from this COVID jab. He said, that's right. Yeah. Wow. And they are not allowed to talk about it. The bodies aren't even supposed to be embalmed anymore. They get shipped directly off to the coroner who sees them incinerated. You aren't told this. How can you do something about things that you don't know about? You can't. My daughter, Casey Hodgkinson, is severely vaxxed injured. Not that that's recognised by the hospitals. Within the hour, Within an hour after having her vaccine, her tongue went numb, her body started twitching and over the next few days she lost the ability to walk. She's in agony. She started having episodes because we can't even say they're seizures or epilepsy or whatever they are because no tests have been done on my child yet seven months later to this day and she's still denied by the hospital to be seen by the neurologists. Through sharing my girl's story, who's been in a hell of a lot of pain and still is to this day, I've had many people who have vaxxed injured and lost their loved ones reach out to me. This whole tour idea was a crazy one that I had. Um, Calvin's not necessarily very happy with me at the moment. Um, but, you know, I like to dream big. I like to manifest, uh, shoot, aim for the stars. If we get to the moon, we can be happy, right? So, initially,
Initially, I wanted a um, tech uh, outside broadcasting vehicle when uh, you were all in Wellington, many of you, and I was sitting in Blenheim watching from afar, and how can we make sure that mainstream media doesn't spin this? And um, we desperately needed a tech upgrade, and all of you, because this really is a media platform for the people, by the people. So this is all, we don't get any funding, we don't have any Steve Bannon funding, we don't have any Alex Jones funding, as much as the mainstream media likes to say we do. It's all of you guys. So we, um, I actually wanted to bring this up, but I, um, we used Calvin's daughter's uh, old school laptop and a tiny little camera up until very, very recently to broadcast everything we've been doing for almost a year. But because of your uh, belief in us and your generosity, and we finally picked up the courage to actually ask for some funding, you guys got behind us in Wellington. Um, we had a whole tech upgrade. Unfortunately, a lot of that came the day after the last day when the police did their closing right, down the whole thing. So, um, but this is a way now, as you can see, we've, we've, our tech is upgraded and we wanted to actually stream this event live tonight, but unfortunately we didn't quite get there, but it is all being recorded, so it will all be available for playback. So the idea is that we've got 26 um, destinations around the country we want to have gatherings like this because it's about not forgetting what happened in Wellington. And, and if you guys were down there and you experienced it, you felt the love, you felt what humanity can achieve, and you know that just because the government and the mainstream media all like to tell us all these lies, that's not humanity. There is not a party in that government and not a person in the government. I don't even care if they've come lately and started because they've read the room and realised you're all a bit annoyed. None of them stood up for all that time. Remember that, not one. So get rid of the lot. So anyone who still believes in voting, because remember, you can all say, oh, I'm not going to vote now. Cool. You've got to leave it to the pricks who always vote. And because they take parliament, they have the use of monopoly on the use of force and threats against you. Yeah. So until you take it back from every facet, your school board, your councils, every bloody place you can get in and wrestle it back from them, that's another nail in their coffin. Now we will continue to bring facts and evidence because you notice they have never come after us on one fact or piece of evidence we've brought against them, not one. Just that... I've got an awesome haircut and things like that. <laughs> That's her, actually. I pulled my hair out. Go to counterspinmedia.com. Well, that's something you don't see on TV. Ouch!